new logo, new microphone, and oh, this is where my theme music goes. Ah, it's the evolution. This is Paint Productions, the show recorded in Champaign, Illinois, with guests connected to Champaign, Illinois. And today, we're going to be selecting for a fresh bag of six, our favorite James, Jims and Jimmys, and of course, with me, or is, man, that sounded wrong, Jimmys and Jims, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. I got Mike Butler with me. Welcome to the show, my friend. What is up? <laughs> How are you doing? Feeling good, man. Got this, got to be on the theme music and the new microphone exactly. introduction. I'm coming along. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for everybody coming along with me on this journey. Cause what started at, you know, as a job then became just a way to hang out with friends after, you know, the whole lockdown and now it's just is a passion and a hobby. And I love you all for sticking in, but I've listened to the last couple episodes and, and my audio is, is hurting my feelings. So I had to, I had to do something about it. So let, let, let's hope this works. What have you been up to my friend? Oh, a lot of, a lot of work, man. I got to uh, do some cool things at my job that allows me to go out into the community and actually see what, uh, what I can do to uh, change the world and the future of America by talking with young kids and, and people in situations that they, they don't think they can get out of. Nice. Got a little deep there, huh? Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about, though. That's what makes it all worthwhile, dude. If you got to love your job, do something that you can do for the community and for the world. Yeah. All right, man. You just got back from the uh, Colts game, too. How'd that work out for you? That was awesome. Another perk for my job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my boss took me uh, to the Colts game. He's uh, got season tickets, and then I'm sure we have a box somewhere there. But, yeah, it was pretty awesome, man. <laughs> like, they announced the offense before they came out, and then the last person they introduced was T.Y. Hilton. He had his back to the crowd, and, like, the crowd just went crazy, man. Like, vendors stopped selling beers and everything just so they could scream for this dude coming out on the field. It was awesome. That's dope, man. They do love T.Y. there, don't they? He's one of the last hangers on. He's been there for a while, man. Uh, yeah. Every time he gets tackled, you think he's going to get hurt and his career is over. But he's he's there, man. He put in some work <laughs> that game, too. It's okay to hang it up, my man. Dude, don't hurt yourself permanently. You got your waiver set for tonight? I don't. So I'm playing a strategy where I, I let you guys put all that money in, and then I go behind you and look for something that you might have overlooked. I can feel that. But we're not talking fantasy football. That's on the last episode. So if you <laughs> want to go back and hear that, please subscribe. Please listen. Please leave a review. That helps me grow. Leave a five-star review. Tell your friends, too. You don't have to write a lot. I understand it. At times, you know, you don't want to get wordy with it. Try to figure out the different ways you do love this show. Just leave the five-star. That helps. And I appreciate it. All right. So here we go. We were going back and forth with names. Because oh, I, I like, I want, I kind of want to do a series of these, and we were going back and forth, and we started some, and okay, that one's easy. Now that one's a little, that one's a little bit too basic. Now this one's really hard, but we finally settled upon James and every form of that going <laughs> forward. So with the first pick of your favorite, James, Jims, and Jimmies, the floor is yours. Oh right, man, buddy. so. This has got to be my number one pick. So this is the one I don't want you to steal from me. Oh, man. So, so I'm going to go with the the original uh, OG. Uh, this man is known for talking about it's a man's world. Okay. Um, he hits you with that baby, baby, baby. <laughs> and then he'll tell Maceo he about to get up and do his thing. Exactly. So my man, James Brown. I'm taking yeah. James Brown as my number one James. All right, man. I got to cross that off. I admit, you know, uh, growing up, I didn't hear much of, the, of his music. I, I had to learn about James Brown pretty much from Rocky Three. 
<laughs> living in living in America. Right. In that intro in the in the pageantry and the American in the in the capes. And I'm just like, who is this? And you know, as I got older, I started digging into the crates and it's like, oh my God. Godfather of Soul himself. No doubt. I used to watch uh, Eddie Murphy on uh, Saturday Night Live doing the hot tub dance. I had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> it all like started clicking like that. Uh, if you ever seen the movie The Hangover, when Gandolfini or not Gandolfini. Damn, I just spoiled one of my picks. Uh, Galifianakis <laughs> is, is sitting there and all the numbers are kind of uh, floating around his head as he's figuring out. Uh, counting cards dude that's how it was for me with james brown like everything started clicking into place yeah after so, rocky three man yeah so we were i was introduced to it earlier because my dad's got a record player he mm -hmm. has the 45s and he was always playing james brown songs man he had like a little speaker set up it was always booming so <laughs> i remember him and then got the tv and you see him dance and like the splits he does and then they hand him the robe at the end and then he always hops out of the robe and starts <laughs> dancing again Not james done. brown is, james brown is the man that's a good one that was near the top of my list for sure but the one i'm gonna select i assume is is near the top of your list as well and people might not realize it because they might not realize this is his real first name but the ladies love him because he's cool. His name is James Todd Smith, but everybody knows him as LL Cool J. And that's my number one pick for James. Very nice. Schmackle, I love that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in Champagne, Schmackle just licks his lips a couple times. He doesn't even know why. But yeah, no, I remember uh, kind of akin to your, your, your story about your dad, my brother, you know, I wasn't old enough. I had like a couple tapes, you know, not many. But my brother <laughs> had like the big stereo. I had like the, the small cassette player. So then when he was gone, I'd sneak in his room and play his tapes and stuff. And when I when I first heard I'm Bad by LL Cool J, that's that's when I knew this was my genre of music. Like I had Beastie Boys, I had Run DMC Raising Hell. You know, it's tricky was like, okay. I can feel this, but when I first heard like calling all cars, calling all cars and the, ah, and then it's just bam, like there was an F word in there. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> blown away. And that, that was my, that was it. I was hooked. Then my man was so bold enough to come out with one of the coolest album titles ever. Just walking with the Panther. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that the album that had, pink cookies in a plastic bag getting no. crushed by a building it wasn't that <laughs> album no that was later on no i think that was that was around hey lover era uh, i think that was the mr smith album um but no yeah but then you know he hits you with like i need love or um uh i, I still listen to around the way girl it's like one of my uh one of my cooking jams you know just 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 to throw on for the wife like you know where your bamboo earrings at <laughs> but you know he also did multimedia he's one of the first to do that you know he, he did some movies they weren't all hits <laughs> you know deepest bluest his hat's like a shark's fin you know <laughs> 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 um but he's still you know he's still relevant the lip seek battles on you know that that's a hot show uh He's just always been kind of in the culture and I haven't really released this uh throwback episode yet but in our fashion one we did with with all of our friends you referenced his uh his fubu dig in there in in the gap commercial no doubt and that was that was so cool man like he's getting paid by gap and he's advertising fubu in the middle of the commercial and i don't know if they didn't realize it or if they just let it slide or what but he put one over on them and that commercial ran for a long time yeah no doubt like I just remember the Kango, the man had style. So like he had everybody wearing that, that inverted fisherman's hat everywhere. <laughs> yep. um, and then like you forget now that he's doing all these big things that he used to be like one of the coldest rappers in the world when he yeah. first came out and his style was 
he had that aggressive like mama's gonna knock you out mm-hmm. or you could just kill it on a beat and then like he goes into his 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 ll cool j licking the lips and shirt <laughs> open and shit and and like all the girls are oh i love ll cool j i think my mom <laughs> even told me she loves ll right. cool j. so like that's a good pick right there man it was about the time he just stopped wearing shirts for a while like he did like his whole he did MTV Unplugged. I think he, he might have been the first rapper to do that. And he did the whole thing in like velvet sweatpants and no shirt on and like <laughs> inventing words like blow titious in, in some of his rap songs. You know, the uh, the infamous uh, remix to Flavor in Your Ear. Exactly. Yeah. And that was another song. That was another song. He got into it with somebody in that song. It was Cannabis. <laughs> He, yeah. he talked about ripping the, the microphone off his arm in the same verse that he was in with <laughs> cannabis. Like, Hello Cool J was a slick dude. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. And it was tough for people to cross over into mainstream and still have, like, some chops. So, yeah, Big no doubt. Way to do it, LL, my number one pick. That was really good. So, I'm glad that you went with LL Cool J. So, I'm going to go with... Um, this 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 gentleman was in a movie <laughs> with uh, Tupac. He was in the gang related movie with Tupac. Yeah. Um, he's been in a lot of movies, um, <laughs> but this dude is really most famous for two characters and two of my favorite characters in cinema. It's going to be Mufasa and Darth Vader. So I'm gonna go with my man <laughs> James Earl Jones. So like that voice and yeah. coming to America and everything else, like it's so distinguishable and it 100%. just goes with him. hundred percent. Vader, Vader was, I mean, he was all voice. That, that literally was why Vader was a character. Like it was all that gravitas of like, oh. I loved yeah. it. No, so. that's, that, yeah. He was like the first dignified, distinguishable uncanny voice like you know some people might talk about morgan freeman now like there's very few like voices that people recognize or if you say like even if we did a draft of top five voices people are gonna be battling over that but yeah man and he also had like that early uh conan vibe remember did you ever see that movie where he was a bad guy and he had the long mane dude like and i got to that later on in life too and i was like i didn't know he was bringing it like this, you know, just a little bit cut. Not really. You know, they, they put like uh, the belts a little high on him, but you know, he was kind of bringing it. I love that dude, man. Yeah. You, yeah. you nailed it. Coming to America. That was, that's beautiful. What is that velvet? <laughs> it was so great, man. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I got my first two. I love them. That, that was on my short list too. There's some heat. There's some heat in here. Well, if we're gonna talk like iconic musicians, Uh I gotta keep rolling this this route as well. And even though it's not spelled as typically people go by Jimmy, this is the J I M I, Mr. Jimi Hendrix, one of the greatest guitarists of all time. People still swear by the Star Spangled Banner, but. When I was, and there's another one on this list that goes with this too, so I won't spoil it now. I don't know if he's on your list as well, but I only listened to hip hop until I went to college, man. So we're talking like 90, late 95, early 96. And so uh, for the kids listening at home, when we didn't have streamable (laughs) content or anything, this is even before LimeWire kids. You went to places called UCD stores. I believe you call them disc replays now. They only do video games. <laughs> Some movies, like maybe. Replay. <laughs> Replace. Uh, but back then, there were UCD shops. There was literally like whole stores that had nothing but everybody else's CDs that they didn't want or they just needed an extra cash and they, and they sold them there. So I get to college, I'm learning about rock music, and I, I literally, my, I should have just went in there and said, one rock and roll, please, because I bought, like, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, like, all the basics that people <laughs> knew about for decades, you know, and I, I went home and listened to them, and uh, Jimmy was one of the ones, like, the first time I heard Little Wing, 
Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is my cut. Later on, I got into Bandit Gypsies with, you know, Machine Gun, um, who knows? And then uh, uh, Axis, Bold as Love, uh, like if six was nine, like some of those jams, like, okay. Because everybody kind of thinks of like Foxy Lady or Hey Joe, which are still, you know, they play, but they're the, they're the over radio cuts you know if you if you haven't really gotten deep in jimmy's catalog it, it cuts dude like i mean it, it really you it feel you feel it you feel it everywhere and like you know, i had like four speakers and stuff would be jumping all around me and it, it was just like i didn't feel like it was all guitar for some of it i'd get so immersed in it because again i, I was still just cutting my teeth and rock and roll and i'm just like i don't so, and it kind of spoiled me for things after that. Cause I'm just like, when's this going to bang? <laughs> you know, someone threw on like something by, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think like Pearl Jam. And I'm just like, All right, <laughs> so when's this going to turn up? And they're like, no, nah, man, this is it, dude. This is, it. <laughs> this is 10, bro. This is the greatest album right now. And I'm just like, nah, man. So yeah, Jimi Hendrix was my guy. He was one of my first, first guys to cut teeth with in rock and roll. And so I had to select him. So yeah, that's solid. So like from a different aspect than you, like seeing Jimmy as a black man playing that guitar in a predominantly white man genre, like that yeah. was epic for us, like to see like that dude. And he was so good. Like yeah, people man. would listen to the music to hear the guitar play, man. Like and then you'd hear his voice and he does it all at the same time. Like the dude was amazing which is a predominantly white instrument, you know? I mean, rock and roll was supposed there to be, you, you know, the white the white man's music, you know? You got your soul in R&B, but rock and roll's ours, you know? <laughs> and yeah, for him to just, to flip it on his ear, like the dude would be lighting his guitar on fire on stage. And like, and no like, doubt, man. <laughs> pulling out shit, no one even, yeah, it was just blowing people's minds, dude. Like it was, it was another level. And it, yeah, it, it's like uh, the famous um, white man can't jump. Like, you, know, <laughs> exactly. you, can't hear, you can't hear Jimmy. No, I can hear exactly. Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. Man, his drummer was white, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with that. was that. awesome. Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix, number two. That was really good. So uh, my next one, I'm going to go with Jim uh, for the first name. Formal. Um, this dude has like so many catchphrases. Um, we grew up on this dude um, yeah. in the wrestling ring. So like, oh. commentator got, got quotes like, oh, that's sweet chin music or uh, <laughs> oh, a carnage. And then <laughs> an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. Or, that son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, my man, Jim Ross. <laughs> Jim Ross. That took a whole different swerve. Oh, man. I thought you were going one way and then you went another. That's a hot one right there. My God, he's going to break him in half. Like, I yeah. mean, he just, he so was dramatic. Sell it, you know, Steve Austin. Oh, he's, he's going to stop a hole in him and walk it dry in his rod. Like, dude, and while it's going on, this is yeah. disgusting. Get him out of here. Somebody needs to save him. Like the dude had me thinking it was real, man. <laughs> right, exactly. Like nobody could tell me wrestling was fake. If Jim Ross <laughs> no. was calling it. It's, it's, he was the best hype man, dude. He bleed like a stuck pig. Someone call the ambulance. <laughs> yeah, he just hit you with so many different one-liners, and <laughs> like you, you just think that he he practiced that. Like when a when a good guy turns bad, he's like, "Think of your fans. What are you doing?" <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is he, he sold it, dude. You're right, man. Yeah. I mean that. Without that, it would have been just like it's boring, and it has been ever since. You know, I mean, he did switch to a different wrestling company, but I mean, there was a stage there, or he, when they separated from like Raw to SmackDown, and it was like two shows, but he only did one. Yeah. It was like, oh man, like this is Michael Cole. This ain't, <laughs> this ain't the same. It's a different feeling, isn't that the same? I love it, dude. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, with where I thought you were going there later, because I don't want to spoil any other picks, but I thought you were going two different places. Oh, I love that pick, dude. Oh, man, that threw me off. I love it. 
all right, man. Um, maybe I'll stick in the genre. Nah, I'm gonna do a personal one again. I got to. Couldn't call myself a Bears fan if I didn't choose <laughs> our Super Bowl winning quarterback, Mr. Outrageousness himself. The man once fined for wearing an Adidas headband, even though there was no rule for it. The commissioner was just pissed that he did it because Adidas wasn't giving the NFL any money. So they fined him $5,000. <laughs> so the next week, he just wore a headband with the commissioner's name on it because they couldn't do anything about it. Goodell. <laughs> and when he came back uh, for the Super Bowl, he wore his Adidas headband around his neck. He didn't wear it around his head because they couldn't do anything about that either. I'm talking the punky QB known as Jim McMahon for the Super Bowl shuffle and the 1985 Bears. That's all we got. CMB, we all we got. That's all I have is Jim McMahon, dude. And, uh, you know, I shall salute him by making him my number three pick. That's an awesome pick. The dude had to wear sunglasses because he couldn't see in the sunshine or something. So <laughs> he always had sunglasses on. They said he showed up to rookie camp and started cracked open a beer or something yep, yep. while he was throwing passes. Like, yeah, he's, he's a crazy dude. And Mike Dicka was the coach. So, like, it was just really bizarre that Dicka would have a player like that. And he had no choice. He had no choice. <laughs> that was the thing, man. But, yeah, I have pictures. I, I have a bunch of them saying in my phone. Like, he went into training camp. It looked like he was uh, going to a dorm. He just had a cooler in like five cases of Bud Light. <laughs> like training camp was different back then. <laughs> they didn't run it like they run it now. Heck yeah. But yeah, he was a lifestyle, man. No one really kind of kind of was doing what he was doing. He had the spike tear, you know, the little bit attitude later on would come like Bosworth and, you know, flashier players. But um, no, early on, I mean, I guess like Namath was kind of somewhat, but you know, everybody kind of had flat tops. And it was kind of boring, even, you know, yeah. Sorry, I just got a notification in my headphones that threw me off there for a second. Uh-oh. Somebody, <laughs> must, somebody must be out for the season again. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, no, Jimmy McMahon, that was my guy. I, anything that, that had his name on it, I had uh, the Road Warrior poster where he had, like, the shoulder pads, like uh, Mad Max. Oh, that was it. It was Mad Max. And he had the uh, he had like a little football crossbow, and then they had a Chicago Vice one with him in uh in Walter Payton where they both had like the uh, you know the Miami Vice blazers on in the in the in the in the colors and stuff like that. But yeah, everything was adorned in Chicago Bears for oh, this uh, eight years old. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a great pick. <laughs> I debated it, man. I didn't want to be a homer, but you know. These are our favorites, and I, I can't. I gotta stay true to self. That's awesome. Well, I gotta keep it real then. <laughs> so on on this one, I grew up uh, like I don't know, like we didn't have a lot of shows until like Saturday, uh, like cartoons and stuff. Right. But like during the week, they would throw little shows at us, like uh, Sesame Street, and then like later mm-hmm. on. My James created the show with uh, Kermit the Frog. Oh, sure. Me. And like my guy, yeah. my guy, Jim Henson, James, yeah. James Maury Henson. Um, <laughs> you got the formal name. Yeah. Mar- Mar- Mari might be his middle name, but you know, Jim Henson, like he, he created, like, I remember Everything. like the, all of those Muffet things, like Animal playing the drums, Beaker. Yeah. And, the doctor and like all of those different characters he created. That was like something I grew up on. So like, and then like to know he branched off from Sesame street, which was one of the shows that we used to watch all the time. Cause there wasn't a lot, a lot of like all these shows now <laughs> yeah, right? no. like, with the weird <laughs> cartoons and shit like I, that are all Everything's streaming. The Every monkey character, with the tool belt. all the characters look scary as hell. Like, I, I mean, like this is weird. <laughs> But yeah, that was the pure TV we used to watch. And those were some weird looking dudes too, but they were Muppets. So they had to be like that. No, I think every, 
every Muppet that we know and love can be like tracked back to him. You know, like like you said, when when you didn't even realize that, uh, and then he ended up doing. You remember Fraggle Rock? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that was him too, man. No like doubt. everything, everything that wasn't animated and still entertaining us, somehow Jim Hansen literally had his hands in it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch like um, behind the scenes though? Have you ever watched like, like when they do it, when there's like one guy underneath controlling the hand and then someone's over here with like a stick, but like, you know, from the camera view, you only get this dude just doing stuff. But like when they're actually making it work, some of these big guys that take like three or four people to put together, yeah. you got to have a real wild imagination to come up with that in the first place. Yeah, there was some crazy drugs out back then. No doubt yeah. about it. Truth be known. Yes. <laughs> And then Elmo, I mean, he was beyond the most popular entity ever created. Still is. People fighting over his his tickle toy to, you know, and pretty much every kid had a DVD, had to be played like 19 times. It was just like one of the biggest stars in the history of the world, Elmo, probably. So who was your favorite? Um. I don't know. So like, I like the two old guys that was up in the balcony where they would like always be <laughs> cracking on Miss Piggy and they'd be like, ah, yeah, you know what a pig sounds like? Oink, oink, oink. And like, like they'd always be yelling in between. Yeah. I love those dudes, man. Like I, I would get mad if those two dudes weren't on the show. <laughs> they did. They just, they just talked mess the whole time. I think it was Stadler and Waldorf. I think their names were. Man. Yeah. I, those are my favorite. Who's your I favorite? Was- I always dug uh, Cookie Monster just on principle, but he was kind of simple. So I really liked uh, uh, Oscar, man. Oscar, uh, you know, was the dude, man. Right? He's just always he always had shade, like you know, but he but he still hung because he had a guy Sully that used to carry him around in his can. <laughs> so, hey, if you if you're so mad, dude, just have Sully take you somewhere else, dude. But <laughs> he just still. He just liked, uh, you know, his misery was 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 with still with company. So I mean, he just he hung with it. But yeah, man, that was the dude. I loved Oscar. Jim Henson. I, that one I didn't see coming either, man. Yeah, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah, you are, dude. <laughs> oh man, that's tough now. Well, I almost spoiled one of my possible picks earlier. You better get the watermelon man out there. I don't know if we want to go there. I don't know if we want to go back to the rock and roll world either. Uh, I'm going to head, you know, the one that I thought you were going to swerve to when you said it. I'm going to pick a Jimmy. Uh-oh. And I'm going back to the wrestling arena. My man, the Fijian wrestler uh, donned out in the in the <laughs> wrist cuffs ankle cuffs tiger stripe trunks not even trunks like a loincloth yeah jimmy superfly <laughs> snooker dude from the top rope stretched <laughs> out flayed out like that was one of my first like oh my god moments you know watching wrestling in like the early 80s hulk hogan he's just basically did two moves and then dropped his leg on someone <laughs> and, then, and then just listened to the crowd, you know, and did his ear thing. Nobody was really doing much, you know, it was just a bunch of headbutts back and forth. And then someone would do something and it'd be over with. But this dude was the first one I ever saw. Like, oh my God, he's climbing up. Yeah, just the name. And yeah. I was in from there. I just love saying it. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Like it just rolled off, man. No doubt. That's a good pick right there. My dad put me up on him. <laughs> so like him jumping from the top rope and like he does the little thing where he gives like the crowd yeah. and I love you before he does it. Yeah, yeah. And then the like, he signals. just flew. And then him and I don't know who the dude was that he used to always fight, but the dude looked like Bruce Lee, but he was American. And like <laughs> I don't know the dude's name, but those two dudes used to fight all the time. And it used to be classic matches. 
but yeah, that's a great pick. That's where I just knew, like, okay, all right, this this is going somewhere. Got a little bit more. And then, like, it started coming a little flash after that. After that came, like, uh, uh, Coco Beware and Junkyard Dog and, like, you know, some of the guys that had a little bit more concept, a little bit more, like, dancing, a little bit more, like, theatrics, like, but he is my first. And Fijian, again, man, I don't even know another resident of Fiji or famous Fijian. <laughs> it's one of the places I've always wanted to go to, and I feel like if I go there, there's going to be like a shrine to them or like, you know, some people that have stories or direct descendants that I'll be able to have a beer with. And I was to the snookers, you know, and then we'll all do the I love you sign. And then, you know, and tip one. So had to take my man Superfly. Oh, that's a good pick, man. I thought but you were going to go there when you said wrestling, man. I was like, no. Yeah, Jim Ross, man, that voice. Yeah, I just, no. That's a good so. one. That's the, that's, the, that's the pace setter there. Well, I will uh, swerve back into mine. So this dude, um, he's most famous for like one role he played on TV. Um, it was a comedy show. Uh, he's everybody's uh, favorite uncle, um, Uncle Phil. So I'm going to oh, go with okay. James Avery. So yeah. from an aspect of like growing up, like the Fresh Prince was a big part of like growing up and then like to see a successful lawyer on TV, um, taking his son, his uh, nephew from the hood and like right. trying to culture him and like turn him into like something by like trying to groom him. But Will just never really wanted to do that. He wanted to keep it his way. So like watching them and the dynamics of their conversations, like brought on a lot of thought like growing up like oh I don't have to be him I could be either one I want to be they're both successful right. but like Will was really good at sports and like the dad was really good at being a lawyer so like it showed us things that we could grow up to be so it was cool to see that yeah it was like they they reached common ground you know that's where it was neither of them had to change for each other but they grew in mutual respect and kind of found a dynamic like a common ground where they both like they didn't change but they kind of adapted a little bit more to each other and, and kind yeah. of met halfway and therefore and then of course you know the iconic why didn't you want me anymore episode yeah, that they good. got they got everybody man like tugged everybody's heartstring i don't care who you were he just grabbed them you know and it's like nah man that's your dad right there yeah and it was great so that's like iconic to me. So that's why I put him in there. Like I, I he's been in other shows and I've seen him on other things, but mm -hmm. that's the only thing I remember him as. And like, I, I thought he was great. And, uh, you know, secretly swole. I mean, it, it takes a, a little uh, effort to throw jazz that many times, you know, <laughs> <laughs> cause that was always the, the thing, man. Like he's just going to toss him out. What? He threw it deep too. Like it wasn't yeah. just a simple toss. <laughs> and you wanted to watch and see which way it was going to fly out this time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, All man. right. Mm, I got a couple actors here. I got another musician. And I've got one wild card. I know, I know you won't pick my wild card because I, I don't even <laughs> sure half of my audience will know my wild card. And that's okay. It's <laughs> mine, my favorite, James. Well, he's number six, so I guess he's not my favorite. But all right, <clears throat> for my number five pick, between two. <laughs> but I feel like one is only known for one role, and I already kind of teased it earlier. But I'm going to pass on him. I'll save him for the the free agent section of this, unless you take him. <laughs> I'm taking James Spader. That's Whoa. my dude. That's my dude. Okay. Pretty in Pink, uh, when that came out, like there were 80s villains and then there was James Spader. Like he had, he brought like cool to, to prickness. Like the guy was an asshole, but he was like the, the extra preppy, classy, like smart ass dickhead but still had style man was like wearing robes silk robes around shooting skeet 
like rolling joints, like, you know, just not giving a shit about anything because he had the world controlled. So he's just playing mind games with everybody. I mean, his role of Steph in Pretty in Pink was diabolical. And it was like something I never saw before. And I was like, you know, most people are, you know, on the level with, uh, you know, the, you remember Zabka, you know, like Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. That was it. I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> and I don't want you around here. Like that was like your your 80s villains. It, it was pretty much on the nose, dude. Like I'm going to chase you and I don't like you. And that's it. You know, like, and don't get me wrong, Zavka crushed a bunch of them, man. He, he played that role like nine times and, and killed it every time. But James Spader did a different dude, and he was in like Less Than Zero, which was a crazy-ass movie, if you haven't seen that one. <laughs> crazy. Back when Coke was everything, and, and he was the king of it. Um, but even, uh, you know, Boston Legal was a fun show. He did like a fun stint yeah. in the office there for a little bit. And even now, I, I don't watch that many network shows, but him in the blacklist is is dope, dude. He's really good in that. And it, it's not a great show, and it's been on forever. And dude, it's I literally... Think, I think it's an awesome show. It literally could be... I know, but it's because of James Spader. Like, it could yeah. be called the James Spader Hour. It's not because <laughs> of the plot or, like, the secondary characters or anything. It's, it's, he's, he it's is, him. like pitching 120 miles an hour every episode dude and that's why i had to and you believe him you're like yeah. it's a believable character <laughs> right you know <laughs> and every time you know he's got it is stories he tells too that he throws in there of just like oh yeah you know because uh, i was in belize <laughs> and i accidentally you know slept with his mother so he's holding that against me and, and it's like he's pulling out these backstories you don't know if they're scripted <laughs> or not and then i'll call in this favor and it's just like the connections and everything he has dude like i love that show and it's only because of him dude like yeah, he's like it, sitting up in random places in every city <laughs> And like you're like, where is he at now? So you're like listening to him talk, but you're also like looking around behind him to try and get a clue of where he's at. Right. And how come nobody can find this dude? Yeah, so like he's, he's just eating lobster in like a temple in India. Like it's a cell phone call. Like, yeah. oh yeah, oh I know that evil guy. Uh, you know because of this thing. Like it, all the connects he has are like it's it's impossible to know that many different things. But he does. He went to That's jail. Solid. He's all right. Come back out. You know whatever blacklist it's one of the few shows i just stuck through it because of james spader man so i had to take him i love that guy yeah that's a good one man so this is like the first time in a long time where i haven't had to rewrite my list so i got my <laughs> whole list off here all right <laughs> sorry um so like my favorite sport is uh basketball like, even though i'm like obsessed with the fantasy football but Basketball is like my favorite sport. So watching this dude uh, play in college, uh, it's like a, I don't know, he's kind of a chubby dude, um, <laughs> bowling over people and everything. I was like, man, this dude's going to be good one day. And then he gets on drafted by my favorite team already at the time. It was Oklahoma City Thunder. So like they had Kevin Durant mm -hmm. and Russell Westbrook. And like those two dudes were so exciting. And then they got the kid that I thought was going to be really good. And then, James Harden, obviously, yeah. is my pick. Um, he's invented, like, so many moves and changed the game. So, yeah. like, Steph Curry changed the game and turned it into a three-point game. And then Harden has taken the game into figuring out ways to get his shot off that, like, he's got a back two-step. Like, whoever <laughs> right. thought about going backwards two steps? It's always yeah. been forward. Like, it's – and now everybody's doing it. I can't do it. But these no. kids can all do it now, and it's amazing. So, yeah. like, he just changed the game with, like, moves. And I, I know he gets fouled a lot, but, like, he's got a lot of good moves. So, well, that's James the other Harden's. thing. That's the other thing. It was, like, the three-pointers and the free throws, man. Like, he's one of the only guys that I, – I can't quote it off the top of my head, but shot as many free throws and three-pointers. and Like, no one shot as many three-pointers and free throws in one season as James Harden because that's, like, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. It's sneaky court vision too. People sleep on the on his passing ability, man. James Harden can pass. Yeah, he's very athletic too. Like one of the coolest things. Um, like I used to make fun of him because he had that beard, and then he right, had right. like 
his teeth weren't in like good shape. So he's got his, <laughs> his teeth fixed since then. So my old joke about him was old man legs, caveman teeth. Our old man, <laughs> young man legs, caveman teeth. Like that was like the thing I used to call him because like I couldn't right. But he got he got his grill fixed. Um, but he's he's a baller, man. And like watching him play, like I I would pay to see him play. And like I I hope he wins a championship this year too over those Lakers. Well, that's up to Kyrie. They can do it without him. Oh, man, it's gonna be tough, but yeah, they can. They can if they all stay healthy, man. Yeah, it's a long game. It's a long season, but yeah, I would like to see him win one. I, I, you know, I thought they had uh, Golden State that year when they had that rough game. Was Game Seven, right? It went down, went up to seven. Yeah, I thought they had them, but they all went cold. One game, it was brutal. Yeah, but yeah, everybody knows them for the iconic beard. I don't know how that started or where it came from, but you know, it's a signature look now. And, yeah. and, you know that that's kind of tough to do these days without getting too outrageous man it might be tough eating soup <laughs> <laughs> it must be man like i can barely eat like soup with, with this <laughs> this dude must you know it's just my it's not in his game plan i'm, I'm just gonna go and throw that out there soup can't be in his game plan <laughs> but speaking of soup hey look at that transition my number six pick. Oh, wow. I got a double transition here because his name is literally James Beard. That's what I'm going with, man. Because uh, I, I, I late at night, even when I'm listening to uh, uh, podcasts, sometimes I'll even watch this channel on mute. But I, I watch Food Network late at night when, I, when, I, when I've got no shows that I'm streaming. If I just need a half an hour to wind down or after after we record when I'm going to be uh, putting this in the, uh, you know, converting it over and doing the audio and putting my music in and stuff. throw the Food Network on and like one of the like notable things about any chef is on there is it James Beard Award winner. It's always dude. And I'm like, who is this James Beard, man? Like, but any young chef or up and coming chef, if you if you win the James Beard Award, you are like that's like your MVP award or like awesome. some you can flaunt. And so I started reading about him, and he was like this, you know, big, huge, like hulking American chef. He was actually on TV like in the late '40s, early '50s. He was like the original TV movie star, and then he established like this foundation to uh, to give back to to charity and like you know up and coming chefs and. And was just like an icon in the industry. And so, yeah, it was just really cool. He was really tight with one of the other icons, Julia Child. And they kind of they kind of paved the game. And so, yeah, um, he kind of started this whole like fresh ingredients, you know, all the stuff that people think is cool now and think that is like inventive now. Like he was he was doing that before. But, yeah, he, he rewards a lot of chefs. His foundation's worth, you know, tens of millions of dollars still. And he's still putting it out there. But, yeah anytime if it's like beat bobby flay you know well here comes billy he's a last year james beard award winner like that's all they got they don't really have a, you know, other than like what their restaurant name is and stuff but if they can throw my man's name before it people kind of raise their eyebrow a little bit like okay james beard that was awesome so you went from james harden to james beard and we didn't even plan that that's, that's how we do things that's how we do things at paint productions <laughs> that's, that's how solid. we wrap things up all right man that's it that's 12 jimmy jims and james and i liked it man i liked it a lot i wasn't sure how this was gonna go but it definitely uh took a couple turns and i love it <laughs> i appreciate you coming on and i didn't even get to play the theme music for you so now you're gonna have to uh, you know hear it for yourself hey, i'm a I'm subscriber at- <laughs> I know you are. Uh, and one of the guys I almost picked, I, I pulled this move at the beginning of my show now when I'm doing my new intros where I don't put my camera on. Because one of the guys I was going to pick is Jim Morrison. Nice. Who was famous for uh, early on in his career, he used to sing with his back to the crowd because he had a little bit of stage fright. So, you know, that was one <laughs> of them. Jimmy Page, you know, lead singer or lead uh, guitarist for Led Zeppelin was one I was, I was on my list. Solid. 
um, James Gandolfini, who I uh, attempted earlier. Um, Heard that one. That was going to be on there. And I thought about James Cameron a little bit, but, you know. I had him on mine. Uh, you know, I like Terminator. Uh, Titanic was was an all right movie, but overall, I, I respect what he's contributed to the game, but they aren't exactly all my favorite movies. Aliens was dope. But, um, yeah. What else did you have? I had uh, my man Fire Marshal Bill. I, that's uh, who I thought you were going with before Ross. Jim Carrey. So uh, I had him. I just I had him as my alternative, and then Jimi Hendrix. You you called him out was on mm-hmm. mine, and then uh, James Cameron, and then I had a curveball. I was gonna see whether I could throw out, but it was uh, Jacquez Barman Webster the second uh, modern day rapper. Um, All right. His name is uh, Travis Scott as a rapper, but Jacquez, you know, Jimmy. So I was going to go with him, but I couldn't give, I didn't know shit about Travis Scott. (laughs) His Nikes, his Nikes, if his name's on them, they sell quick. Like his music, I know like one song, it was like the antidote and like, he don't even rap like that no more. So that, that dude right there, but yeah, <laughs> sometimes just going out of the box to go out of the box doesn't really check out, man. But yeah, I feel you. I almost went with there was a um, she goes by Jamie King now, she was a model, <laughs> but she used to go by James King back in the old day to be kind of like out there and whoa, whoa, you know. So, but I was like, I never really, you know, I don't know what brand she ever sported, or I don't, you know, I saw her in a couple magazines like. That was just trying to be, you know, weird to be weird, but so I didn't, I didn't select her. Had, Jim uh, Carrey was also almost on my list, but I feel like looking back on it, were we just goofy? Like, yeah, none that of that stuff, sucks. it really doesn't hold up anymore, man. Yeah, like the In Living Color was about like as far back as when he was still funny. That fire marshal bill, like yeah. when he was doing that stuff. Right. But then he took it to the stage and they liked it at first, but it was, it was really silly. We watched yeah. uh, Pet Detective, and my my daughter was asking me what was wrong with him, and I was right. like, "He's trying to be funny." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it's bad. Dumb and Dumber still still makes me laugh a little bit, but like Liar Liar, like The Mask, like a lot of those yeah. just were, were not good movies, man. I don't know. Really bad. The Grinch was a bad one. Like you know, it's 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 tough man i was like well bruce almighty like this was the shit like we the uh the documentary he made about the andy kaufman movie on netflix was was kind of good because it was like not that long ago and it was it was it was weird but it it, was i couldn't i couldn't watch it i've never watched it it was i heard there were like stories of like him like peeing on like in public or something yeah it was he and like I was just like, man, that's weird. I'm not watching that shit because like I didn't know if it was gonna trip me out or like if Jim Carrey's like gonna <laughs> freak me out. So like I just is it a scary movie? Like what is this about? So I didn't watch it. Is it good? It, it was just so out there, man. But it wasn't out there in his typical way. Like he went so method in becoming this character that like everybody was kind of pissed at him because like he just he had people like call him andy and then like he was like he immersed himself in this role so much and like he was just fucking with people left and right and everybody was mad at him but like they had to deal with it It, it's kind of one of those like cringe watches but it was still so interesting that i enjoyed it but uh overall yeah man when when i started going through his whole catalog i'm like i don't like like 90 percent of this stuff but I, at one point in time, he was like the biggest star. Like he had like three movies in a year, and they were all like number Everybody one box office jams. Him. Like people yeah. couldn't get enough of the man. So yeah, I, but I, I couldn't put him on my list, man. It felt disingenuous. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy left him, and then he just fell <laughs> off. I forgot that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out for either of them. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no nice the last pull, one man. i had i had was uh jim brown uh, oh yeah football player but like I, I never watched him play 
I just right. I've seen him in movies after he played, and I was like, who is this guy? And they're like, yeah. that's Jim Brown. And I was like, no, no. So yeah, it was cool to see that later on in his career, still right. making money. I saw The Express. That's the most anyone the movie about him. <laughs> that's what, and everybody, you know, all the old heads would, you know, whenever you talked about Peyton, he's nice. You know, there's no Jim Brown though, you know. It's like, okay, okay, here we go. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I knew him. For, I, I'm going to get you, sucker. It was like the first time I saw yep. Jim Brown. No doubt. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? That's the one? The Bunyan dude is, is the, the football guy, man? <laughs> Come on. But yeah, that's good. All right, man, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for getting this done with me. On the new episode of the new evolution of Paint Productions, hope this all works out. You know, I did my test run and everything sounded good, but you don't know until you actually get there, man. So here we are. I appreciate you, Mike. Appreciate Follow. you. Yeah, man. We, man, you're my guy, dude. And I appreciate you every single time you come on here, man. You can follow Pain Productions on social media at Pain Pro. I'm getting better at it, guys. I'm tweeting a little more, getting things done. It's the first place you'll notice when you when the new episode drops, unless you are subscribing. So please do so. Go ahead and subscribe at whatever your favorite podcast app. I've been doing a lot with Good Pods lately, so check them out. But you know, Apple, Google. I get a lot of Pandora people, man. I love you all. I didn't even know Pandora was really that that much of a thing anymore, but I've got a ton of Pandora listeners, and I appreciate every single one of you for keeping Pandora alive and relevant and pay productions flowing. Thank you so much. Again, leave that five-star review. And here's a little bit more of that theme music. Take care, everybody. 